Welcome to episode 231 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and uh, I have a couple great guests uh, this week, including Patrice. Patrice. Patrice is back on the show. How you doing, Patrice? Yay! I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it is Christmas market season here. We did the first Christmas market on... Was it Sunday? I think it was Sunday. We're going to another one tomorrow. So we have to plan that every weekend until uh, Christmas, we're going to a different Christmas market. Oh, wow. That's... So in Austria, it's not that many. No, well, it's a lot of them, but like, we only have a couple of weekends. That's fun. They also have, I think they have the Kris Kringle market here. That's very popular. Mm -hmm. They just did uh, opened a third one that's near where the, the Cubs play, nice. Wrigley Field, and Gallagher Way. Mm -hmm. And then plus they have it downtown and out in the suburbs too. So it's, yeah, it's, those are those are yeah. interesting things. I I know of a couple German Christmas markets in the US. I mean, in Texas, there's a couple. Yeah. I think up where, like in, in Iowa and so on, there's a couple. Yeah. So they're fun. It's not unusual. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, they're fun. And Jeff Gammon is back on the show as always. Great to have you, Jeff. How are you doing? As always, it's great to be here and uh, getting to hang out with both of you today. Uh, doubly so. It's just awesome. Awesome. And, <laughs> and uh, we can uh, possibly get another guest here momentarily, but uh, I'll leave that as a, as a tease, and, and we'll just keep uh, going on here and uh, uh, start the show here. As we can expect after the holidays in the U.S., you know, happy Thanksgiving to those in the U.S., and uh, the news is light. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But uh, we got a lot of great topics mm -hmm. here to talk about this week, so um, uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in here and uh we had talked about this on the Mac show, but I had to just put it in here anyway because I think it's crazy that uh, Apple has reportedly expressed interest in buying the UK soccer team, Manchester United. And uh, I guess there are at least two sports sources that are reporting that Apple has, ex quote unquote, expressed interest in buying the soccer team. Uh, the club is up for sale by its present owner with a number of other parties, of course, are probably going to be interested. I'm sure a few are. Um, but... Uh, I don't even think they need to have to go through this much more other than uh, where we would get expressed <laughs> interest. And I did see some tweets that potentially Tim Cook was in t and was interested in Apple buying yeah. it, not Tim Cook buying it himself, but, um, mm -hmm. but a lot of other things. What do you think, Patrice? I mean, the, I don't think Tim Cook is the type of person who would ever buy or own a sports club, even even yeah. with Apple as a company. Yeah. I can totally see that some other like high level, like senior level manager at Apple just personally had an interest and said, "Hey, maybe, maybe that might be something that we could do, like with Ted Lasso and that the, their foray into like sports streaming and all of that." But beyond that, I don't think it went much further than someone just saying. Like, I don't know, like th there was probably a meeting, they were all drunk or they said, oh, we should buy a sports team. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, then, that that level. And someone heard it. <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, exactly. I think it didn't, it didn't go very far beyond that. Yeah. Right, Jeff, is this is this crazy? It, it's crazy. I, Patrice, I love the idea of a bunch of Apple uh, C-suite people hanging around, yeah. having a few mm -hmm. drinks and someone saying, wouldn't it be funny if we bought uh, yeah. uh uh, football team and uh, they were like yeah ha, ha. Uh, and then off they went to the next drink and that was the end yeah. of it yeah um, i mean they have enough money they can do whatever they want so. yeah they can do whatever they want <laughs> this is however outside of apple's uh uh purview i mean mm. they, now, granted they're 
Yes, they're not just a hardware company anymore. They're software and an entertainment company as well, a services company. Uh, however, going out and buying a, uh, a football team seems like that's kind of a stretch. Even if you wanted to use it as uh, as a tie into Ted Lasso, I mean that that would be a big expense to take on just for the last season of the show <sighs> when you can't even incorporate the purchase into the show in some way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sadly that is going to be the last yeah. season of Ted Lasso. But who knows? Things things have changed. You don't you don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, yeah. Just I was just wondering, like, how what would they rename the team to? Would, would it be like Cook United or <laughs> Tim, Tim Manchester? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, I think people were just kind of coinciding it with the fact that Apple did sign a big long-term contract with the in the United uh -huh. States with MLS, the MLS league, um, that they're going to be exclusive, you know, provider through Apple TV Plus and. Um, Maybe maybe that kind of sparked their fun, I would think. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I think people are desperate for news right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then there's that. And, uh, and so there you go. Then there's that. Mm -hmm. um, next story, Apple pivots to Samsung for iPhone memory chips following the U.S. trade ban against Chinese suppliers. Apple will turn to Samsung for memory used in iPhones ahead of the uh, – Imposition of the U.S. Uh, export controls in uh, on one of China's top NAND flash chip makers, that's according to reports. Uh, Apple originally intended to buy 128-layer 3D uh, NAND flash chips uh, from uh, Yadzing Memory Technologies for use in iPhones sold in the China, in the China market, Chinese market, as early as this year, but uh, with the possibility of eventually purchasing up to 40% of them iPhones. So, however, though that got put on hold, and then you know, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on with China and iPhone and Apple right now, especially the fact we can't get an iPhone Pro, uh, 14 Pro, Pros and Pro Maxes. We've talked about last week, um, but uh, yeah, this is definitely interesting to see how Apple has to turn back to Samsung to get chips. Don't you think, Jeff? Mm -hmm. Um, on one hand, it's interesting. On the other hand, hey, this is just business. Yeah. Um, Apple goes where they can get the parts that they need, and uh, and Samsung has been historically a uh, uh, a reliable supplier, relatively speaking. And um, yeah, so if they need to pivot away from one supplier because of regulations or political restrictions or whatever it is hmm. they're going to go where they can get the, the stuff yeah. and that's samsung so there you go and and this wasn't even a political restriction this is simply an existing rule that's in place if if a company cannot be inspected and cannot provide necessary like information within 60 days it simply gets put on the unverified list and that prohibits u.s companies from sharing any kind of design technology anything with them and That makes it really hard for Apple to do business with them. Yep, that would do it. Yeah. No. Yep. But I mean, Samsung is so big. Like, I mean, Samsung, Samsung oh, it, it's hard to even grasp how big Samsung is. Like, they, they do anything. Like, from, it's not just the yeah. phones. Like, they do literally anything. They have, they have separate parts of the company that could be their own companies and are for all intents and purposes. Like, I think as far as I've heard, like, the, the, the manufacturing, the chip side of, of things... 
is its own company in Samsung. It has nothing to do with the with the phone business other than that it also supplies to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes no difference. I mean, for Samsung, they don't care. It's like, okay, no. we get money from Apple, we get more money. Yep. Where's the problem? Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Hey, it's been a great show this week. So glad you could all join us. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, thanks, uh, surprised guest here. As as uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Kelly Goban is now joining us. How are you doing, Kelly? Thanks for being here. I'm doing. Well. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. We're just in the midst of news here. I'm glad you could jump in and uh, provide some of your insights. Uh, what's going on? In the world of, uh, of 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 Apple at the moment, not much really, but we're gonna we're gonna plug on here and uh, go ahead and move on to the next story here. Um, this uh, this story was uh, the, uh, interesting. The SwiftKey was unexpectedly back in, on iOS, and Swift fans SwiftKey fans can rejoice. The the keyboard is on your iPhone once again. Uh, Microsoft SwiftKey keyboard was unexpectedly re- unexpectedly returned to the App Store and. The company had officially discontinued support for the keyboard and removed it from the App Store in October, but now it's available for iOS users once again. Um, I guess based on <laughs> customer feedback, it had been relisted in the Apple App Store, and uh, Microsoft uh, said uh, in a statement to The Verge, it's, uh, uh, please support SwiftKey.com for more information. <laughs> Despite its re- return, the SwiftKey latest update is still from August 11th, so it's 2021, so it's unclear when it's going to be updated. So I don't even know if I would want to use it for something that old. Kelly, since you're here, what do you think? Have you ever used SwiftKey before? <laughs> I used it briefly before uh, the swipe functionality was built in to iOS. Um, I tried that one, and there's another one that I can't remember that did a similar thing. And um, it wasn't bad. Like, um, I don't use the the swipe feature a ton, even when it was a thing that that a lot of people we're, we're getting into is it started to be something that you could install on iOS. Um, I have tried it and it's a thing that I can use, but I still have a lot of muscle memory of two thumbs. So, um, I'm trying to get better about, uh, if I'm only able to use one hand or it would be a giant pain to have to try and get both thumbs occupied. Um, just trying to use the swipe a little bit more. So I might be more excited about this if I was more into the, the, the swipe method of input. But uh, for, for right now, um, I'm glad it's back because I always like when there are more options and I know a lot of people really liked the, the Microsoft iteration of this. So Absolutely. Patrice, have you used the swift key before? No, not really. I mean, I, I don't think it's how how like my brain works. <laughs> I don't like I don't like I swiping. I, I like just typing. Yeah, but I mean it's it's interesting. I'm guessing that that one developer who was still still developing it said, "Okay, I'll I'll continue working on it." And Microsoft said, "Okay, fine, we'll just keep it." Absolutely, Jeff. Are you are you a Swift key user or any of those types of keyboards? I was at one point. Excuse me, and I and I liked Swift Key, um, and, but not for the swiping part. There, there are some other things that it did that that I really liked, and then at some point I did like a reinstall of everything on my phone and didn't reinstall any third party keyboards. <laughs> and after a while, I realized, oh, I forgot to do that. But since it's been so long it probably is a sign that I don't need to reinstall any third-party keyboards. Um, 
but like Kelly, I like that it's back and uh, and for the same reason, give people options. Also, if there are third-party keyboards out there that are doing really good things, then it pushes Apple to improve their own keyboard. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Um, moving on, uh, Apple, or I should say iCloud for Windows users, uh, complain of corrupt videos, photos from strangers showing up in their iCloud. Apple iCloud for Windows software appear, uh, appears to have experienced serious issues for some users with complaints uh, across the message boards here on Mac Rumors uh, about uh, corrupt videos and image fr- images from strangers appearing in their photo libraries. Uh, there's a handful of complaints that customers that have been running into these complications with their iPhone 13 Pro and their iPhone 14 Pro models. Uh, videos recorded on an iPhone and then traced with iCloud for Windows are turning black with scan lines rendering the videos unwatchable. Uh, more worrying is that some users are seeing strange videos, photos and videos that do not belong to them and appear in their libraries and they're attempting to watch this. Um, and uh, wow. yeah, this is some... It's kind of creepy and weird stuff that's going on for the the, uh, the Windows crowd out there. And uh, Kelly, what do you think on this? I feel like there has to be more to the story than it sucks on Windows somehow. Like yeah. people, like somebody signed into another device they forgot about, and like the kids are taking weird pictures with the iPad, you know, from you know, two devices ago or something and, and they're showing up in their photo stream or something. Um, I feel like the explanation to this is not because it's on windows. Yeah. Um, like that's the primary thing that I'm kind of hung up on. Like it might be windows users who are noticing this more. Um, but I feel like we haven't heard all of it yet. It's just a very odd sounding story. Uh, I mean, totally possible could be because we've seen bugs that have caused things you know, much weirder behavior than what's being mm-hmm. described here. But yeah. um, but I feel like there's there's something else going on here and it's, you know, an unintentional sign in on an old device or um uh you know this is also happening to Apple users, but maybe they're not noticing it as much because because of you know mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more photos to look at so you're not seeing oh wait, you know, I only have a small number of photos and I know that one's not mine or something. I don't know. But um, I think if, it, if- Sorry, if it was happening on on Apple's side, I think we would have heard simply because there is probably more user, more Apple users or more yeah, iPhone users that are using iCloud than there is probably iPhone uh, iCloud on Windows users. Yeah, right. So I, I would assume if this was a problem, even for a small percentage, we would have heard because that would have been quite a large number of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. Yeah. yeah, I I have a feeling. I mean, I wouldn't blame necessarily Windows. It might simply be, I mean, Apple doesn't have the best track record for like Windows software. No, they don't. Oh, no. So there's always possible that something in their app or something in the communication with the app and their backend, something is wrong there and, and yeah. it's only happening there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I 100% am not defending the Windows experience of trying yeah. to use anything from Apple. I no. yeah. please don't interpret, misinterpret. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not great. It's it's not as good. Um, you know, part of why I was when I was last time I was here, we talked about um, the upgrades to iCloud.com. If you're using, right. if you're logging in in a web browser, and how that's gotten a lot better. And part of the reason I think that is a wonderful thing is because there are people who use iCloud on windows and this is probably Mm -hmm. the better way to go. 
Um, so I feel like there's, yeah, it's, it's still not going to be a great experience, but, um, I do feel like there's, there's more <laughs> to this story. Um, yeah, it's hard on windows. I mean, it, it, it yeah. really is. So yeah. This, by the way, I saw there's a really funny comment in the Mac rumors article. Someone said they must be trying out the pipe Piper algorithm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Good one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Jeff, you must have thoughts. <laughs> okay, so he doesn't. A- he tuned he heard Windows and tuned out. Yeah, I, I, I've been uh, watching YouTube videos. Um no, um okay, we have a really weird confluence of uh of things here. It's Windows. And so right there, it's like, oh, well, Apple doing something for Windows. There you go. But uh, uh, also, it's iPhone 13 and 14 owners on hmm. Windows. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So what? So there, there's a team of people at Apple that have skipped their holiday weekend as they sit there and try and figure out what is the magic mix between mm-hmm. all of these parameters that we have that's causing this specific problem and For those 15 people yeah and <laughs> uh, yeah cuz part part of the problem is you, you have photos and videos that are corrupted in in your uh library and when you click on those that's when you see other people's content so put all those pieces together and uh, and somehow it gives you the answer. But holy crap, what's the answer to that? Yeah. It's a conspiracy, Jeff. It is. It's, Someone is sending it. Windows user subliminal messages. That's what's happening. Right? Yeah. It goes back to the old commercial. Should have bought a Mac. Yeah. And no surprise, there's been no comment from Apple about this, so. We'll see where hmm. we'll see where it goes. Well, they don't know what to say about yeah. it. Probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, when your official stance at this point is, "Wow, that's a bummer." Like, yeah, yeah. maybe don't say anything yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. They they could say, uh, w- "We have heard reports, and we are looking into it." True. Yeah. Uh, next story here: Apple Music app was spotted in a Tesla Model S museum exhibit. Apple could be coming to the Tesla vehicles through a future software update, giving Tesla customers the ability to use Apple Music in in the vehicle's built-in system. And a recent exhibit for Tesla at the Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles, someone on Twitter spotted a Model S vehicle running an unreleased version of software that was that had Apple Music installed. According to the images shared, the user will be able to scan a QR code on their on their phone to log into Apple Music and use the app. Apple Music has been teased that we come in the Apple Tesla meet vehicles in the past, but only now maybe beginning to happen here. Um, this has been a longstanding request from Tesla customers to have Apple Music as an access point. Who knows? Elon Musk is too busy with Twitter right now that maybe things are going to start happening here. Right, Patrice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And he's not micromanaging Tesla uh, work actually gets done. And I mean, from Apple's perspective, they just want to be everywhere Absolutely. with Apple Music. Apple TV too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, which makes sense. And Apple TV. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I, I think if they can get Apple TV on, on Tesla, which I mean, you can, I think Netflix is already on there. So maybe they're doing that too. Um, sure. Like they'll do that. Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? 
I think anything that involves Tesla is straight up crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all right. It's that's a that's an accurate stance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where I'm at, like you can say, you know. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure that um uh there are developers in Tesla that have been thinking, you know, we can make this happen. The APIs are there. And uh uh let's just see how it works. And there you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, and whether or not it gets signed off as a feature that gets added in to uh, a software update. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hey, I mean, they might ship it, and then it might, might be gone for three days, uh, or after three days. And then <laughs> might, it might be back the day after, and, and then it might be, oh, we're going to postpone it for 90 days. Like, for all we know, like that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, and, and then we end up with Elon doing a Twitter poll. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives me strong uh uh I mean now it's five, but it used to be uh 3G MacBook vibes as far as the story goes. Like I'm sure that that is a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. Somebody sat down and went, we can totally put a cellular chip in a cellular radio into one of our laptops. Let's try it and see what happens. Uh, yes. You know, I'm I'm 100% convinced that there's a proof of concept out there somewhere mm-hmm. and that it probably yeah. and maybe it got distributed in some way that somebody who shouldn't have seen it saw it. But, yeah, I absolutely believe it's a thing that exists there, uh, whether or not it gets uh, rolled out to the mere mortals who have Teslas among us. I, who could say? Yeah, so true. A complete it i'm with jeff it's a complete dice roll like even if you mm-hmm. get it there's no guarantee that it will stay so mm-hmm. yeah yep. well, we'll see what happens as i say um next story apple tv plus is closing movie gap with rotating back catalog for subscribers uh when apple introduced uh, apple tv plus the company promoted it as a streaming platform focused on original movies and tv shows however apple now seems to be shifting its strategy with apple tv plus as the platform is now has a back uh, catalog for the first time uh, back in September the uh, as uh, record this uh, the company added five classic Sidney Poitier um, films to Apple TV Plus to celebrate the premiere of the original Apple documentary by uh, by Sydney earlier this month the company promoted a similar action by launching a collection of Jennifer Lawrence movies on Apple TV Plus for a limited time as the actress stars in the Apple original movie uh, Causeway uh, now this has been Noted uh, by TechRadar, actually, um, Apple TV Plus is quietly expanding its back catalog in the U.S. with a number of licensed movies not owned by the company. For instance, some subscribers will find third-party movies available as suggested bonuses when exploring Spirited Mythic Mythic Quest and Causeway. So it's uh, Mm -hmm. definitely going to see interesting to see where this goes. Uh, And I did notice that as of late, there's been some movies that they're not belong to that are not Apple's, but they're they're getting rights to the back catalog. What do you think, Patrice? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, did we did we have any doubts that Apple would do that? I no. no. I mean, one they have acquired, they even have acquired back catalogs. I don't remember what show that was, but there was one show like yeah. very much like within the first year where they actually uh, they did that with Fraggle Rock. Oh yeah, yeah Fraggle Rock. That was the yeah, one that so. I was thinking of. Yeah, but they, they acquired the back catalog and the rights to produce new content. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, any any streaming service these days, can't, like they cannot survive on new content because new content is very much ex- very expensive, very hard to produce, takes time simply, 
And um, in the meantime, people will just cancel the description because they're like, okay, there's nothing to do on here. Like, why would I come back? Or there's only one show or two shows I want to watch. Why would I pay for it? Yeah. And then they might not come back because they've forgotten about it already. Because there's Netflix and Hulu and, and HBO and Paramount and all of the others and, and Disney that have a big back catalog. So Apple has to do this. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for Simple sure. As that. Kelly? It's been hard, I guess, but they're doing it. They're doing it. Kelly, what do you think? Well, I was noticing the other day because I, t I was looking for something that I wanted to watch. I can't remember. And maybe it was Acapulco. Um, which is a great show that uh, I cannot be quiet about because it's so good and I feel like everybody <laughs> is sleeping on it and it's just it's it's so wonderful and it well it really is but um yeah that's another podcast um I just went and looked because I was curious um there's a little panel there's a little strip across the middle of the TV app uh, that says included with Apple TV plus and uh you know they did the the Jennifer Lawrence one they did uh Sydney Poitier and uh, right now, as of the like a week ago, um, there was a uh, there's a movie with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell right. that's a, a Scrooge oh, yeah. retelling, and so mm -hmm. now you can watch Old School uh, and Anchorman free with TV Plus. Um, I think there's a couple others, but I also saw like Office Space is in there and Clerks is in there, Tommy Boy is in there. Ugh, so Office Space. Um, it's definitely time to go back <laughs> to Tommy Boy and Office Space. I that's think that's a blast um, in the past. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I I mean, yeah, Office Space is great for a bunch of reasons. If you watch it and it's a documentary, then you need to update your resume. <laughs> Just saying. Um, That's right. This is this is a yardstick I have used to measure for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, if, if you can still laugh at it, then you're okay. Yeah. Um, if mm. not, maybe maybe it's time to get a new job. The, the, uh, oh, and the new Wilder. show is, by the way, the, the new movie is called Spirited. Spirited, That's it. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Um, so... I'm glad they're doing it. Um, you know, my first question immediately, like for a long time, but even once we got TV plus as a reality and not just as an announcement was then what? Okay. I've watched the morning mm -hmm. show. I watched mythic quest. Then what, you know? Right. Um, and, and they've done a lot to mitigate that, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the thing I keep reminding people is that the current, winner of best picture at the academy awards is only available on apple tv plus um you know that's the like it's all you know high high quality you know mm -hmm. people's assessment of clerks and tommy boy in office spaces maybe you know <laughs> is, is is an exercise for the listener. <laughs> but um you know like the stuff that they're making is all really high quality um you know i advocated ages ago that they should be snapping up a back catalog here and there just to help kind of keep people there yeah. in between the new release of the second season of something or, you know, something that comes out that hasn't really taken off yet so that people are less inclined to cancel. Like, well, you know, I can watch James Bond movies in the meantime. I can watch Harry Potter movies in the meantime, you know, things like that. I just saw that um, uh, Andor is available on something that Hulu maybe. Um, something yeah. that is not Disney Plus. Did, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they released a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which would, would yeah. yeah, well, yeah. But it's, you know, it's you can watch a Star War and you don't need Disney Plus to do it was kind of notable to me. Um, so it's interesting to watch how some of these moves are happening as people realize, you know, if I subscribe to all the services I want, I'm paying more than I paid for cable. And the whole point was to save money. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm wondering how this is going to continue to play out. I hope that this isn't uh, temporary agreements that we do get. I mean, this, I think, said that they were uh, limited time, like limited time bonuses or something that you can watch. So um, I hope that they do end up being able to make some sort of deal where something is permanently there for folks. Um, You know, like right now, Charlie Brown and Fraggle Rock, I think, are the two. Uh-huh. that are there because you can still watch charlie brown thanksgiving for another couple days um and i think so it would be nice if if there were something that did end up being permanent so that you can sort of point to you know these things are here these things are there these things are, are you know and these things are on tv plus so i hope that yeah. that's what happens i mean how permanent they are might depend it's not in it in in some yeah. cases not even in apple's hands i mean if they bought if they bought the content sure like that's permanent um but if they if they license it i mean yeah, that's I mean, gonna like, run yeah, out licensing agreements change all the time, but something yeah. that that you can pretty reliably hmm. point at, you know. So yeah, that'd be nice. What do you think, Jeff? I have a hypothesis. I was hoping you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's my hypothesis. Apple is currently currently using back catalog content as a uh, uh, marketing tool, and that's why when uh apple has a new property that comes out and then you get these related pieces it's all part of that marketing thing mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and like when you look at spirited right now which by the way is so much fun yes i am absolutely a sucker for musicals me and too this one does not disappoint um well, i'm a sucker for ryan reynolds so i was watching and- it one way or another mm-hmm. i mean me too. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Uh, but look at the content that uh, that's come out as part of this uh, limited time availability, and uh, uh, you know, except for like like clerks and office space, which I don't know how. I can't I don't know draw how the work. line for those. <laughs> it's it's just like you know we've got this deal for this content, and we can get these things to yeah whatever. Let's roll it in. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's Apple's plan for now. Th- this is all mm-hmm. promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Over time, that can change, and uh, Apple may build up a uh, a more permanent back catalog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, let let's enjoy what we can get when we can get it, and uh, and it's ephemeral and okay. Mm. And and I I could see I could see Apple even making them free to watch like for not subscribers for whatever Christmas for example and say okay like yeah. between the 26th and the whatever the 31st you could just watch everything yeah mm-hmm. like and and hey and we have those movies that you love yeah yep yeah. absolutely <laughs> all right let's move on you know Tommy Boy was on there and now I know what I'm doing <laughs> Tommy Boy <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's move on to some of the topics we have for this week. Uh, beta iOS 16.2 and iPadOS 16.2 beta 3 still continues, so really not much to talk about. We reviewed that last week if you want to find out more about that. Um, but did, did, unless you, anybody did has you any... Talk about the, Go ahead. Sorry, did you talk about the um, security update that the beta customers got? Yes, I did. We did last week. Yeah, that okay. was that was really yeah, that was, that was out of the ordinary. Yeah, in episode two thirty, we did uh-huh. talk about that. Yeah, it was a little strange. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. No. 
Did you have any thoughts on that? Then we can talk about that real quick. Oh no, I was just wondering about it because that was definitely notable that yes. that we got like an empty security empty update, right? They're just <laughs> what? Oh my god, everyone's gonna panic and yeah. just making sure you're paying uh, attention. It, yeah. Oh, this is what I'm gonna be doing in the future. Just mm-hmm. carry on. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the Apple One bundle. We haven't talked about that in, in, in quite a, quite a while, and st- still want to have a bit of a discussion about is it is it worth it? Is it worth it uh, to, to get the bundle? Do should you subscribe? Um, there's been you know, all kinds of questions whether or not is is it actually worth it or not. You know the pricing, of course, just did did go up a little, a little while ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, and um, I, I think it's something that uh, people should should explore because it, it it is something that really gives you a lot of great great deals. Uh, three different plans. You know, I, I subscribe to the Premier Bundle, and it's uh, now up to uh, thirty-two ninety-five US a month. Uh, but you get all the all the products from from Apple, Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, and then you get two terabytes of iCloud storage and News Plus and Fitness Plus. So it's it's quite a package. Um, so uh, it's, it's definitely something to to think about. Um, uh, Patrice, do they have it available in, in your? In your neck of the woods, they have bottles. Um, they, I don't think they have it yet. I might be wrong. I, I, I have a US account still, so ah. like I definitely have it. Um, I think they might. I think they have something. I think, but it's it's not the same bundle, definitely, because some services like I think News Plus, for example, is not available here at all. Uh, I think Fitness Plus just came. Um, but I'm using four out of six services, so it's totally worth it. I'm yeah. a massive fan of Fitness Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the under, probably one of the more undervalued uh, services that Apple has yeah. and Apple offers. And the content is really, really good. And I really enjoy the like uh, yoga and, and the dance exercises and, and uh, high-end level training and all of that. Um, yeah, Apple News. Huh? Apple News doesn't work very well here. Like even though I have it, like half of the stuff that because it's bouncing me to the website and the website doesn't work mm. from here. Yeah, I get that. And I mean, arcade, I'm like, what is that for? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a gamer, so yeah. maybe maybe for yeah. other people it's fine, yeah. but I'm like, what is that for? Not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, Kelly, you were, you and you know, I have talked about this a number of times, you've been debating whether or not to go bundle or you just keep in standalone services. Yeah. You, you still still mm-hmm. in that boat, staying standalone? Um, Right now, but the conversation's <clears throat> going to accelerate because uh, I normally we'll get um, gift cards for Christmas and then I will apply those gift cards to my Apple music balance. So, you know, after a fashion, my Apple music subscription every year is free because I pay for it in January with gift cards. And so, you know, it never comes out of my bank account, but I do the one year all at once (laughs) in January. So, um, but it would really be nice if I could get Mr. Kelly on the plan as well. Um, it just kind of hurts my feelings that he will sit and listen to Pandora and all the commercials. All the time. <laughs> oh, painful! <laughs> oh, I'm just like, oh, no, oh, honey, and you yeah. can, you can't only skip like so many times an hour, you know. And I'm like, yeah. but I know you don't like that song. Why are you listening to? It? Well, I'm out of I'm out of skips, you know. So this is where we ended up. No, no honey. Um, so <laughs> uh, because like I think there are a lot of features that get undervalued in Apple Music, like artist radio. Like I just mm-hmm. want to hear, I just want to sit and listen to the Pet Shop Boys for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> can I just do that? And mm-hmm. yes, as a matter of fact, you can. Um, and things like that. Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that's not hypothetical. It's the thing I've actually done. I do it a bunch because um, I love the Pet Shop Boys. Uh, but there, <laughs> like, there there are a lot of options like that. You can, you know, I can put on VNV Nation Artist Radio and just listen to a bunch of their songs. And it's not like Pandora, okay, or Spotify. We're gonna give you four songs by that artist, and now we're gonna wander off into other stuff that the algorithm has decided is related. Um, you know, I had a, I think it was this. I think it was a Spotify station where I it was all film scores and then I added Daft Punk from the Tron soundtrack and now every once in a while it wanders off into weird electronica nonsense. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> that's not a movie. Do some craft work. <laughs> no Spotify, that's mm-hmm. a bad Spotify. And, you know, and I have to like teach it all over again and it's really frustrating. So um, that's one of the things that I really like about Apple Music. Uh, so I'm hoping uh, because I pay for that separately and I pay for Fitness Plus separately because I too love fitness plus and I love it for uh be, you can be as involved as you want if you mm-hmm. want to do the the 30 minute really sweaty dance workout go for it if you want to do a five minute I'm gonna do a little stretch because I've been sitting at my desk too long you can do that too and it's super great and it's on all your screens now and you know it just makes it even easier to spend a minute uh mm-hmm. you know, moving a little and whatever that level of intensity is for you you know, you've got it. So I really like that about it. And I, I like you, Patrice, I don't think it gets the attention it deserves. Yeah, um, so uh, I'm still trying to sort out what will make the most sense um, at my house for, for doing this. It might make more sense to, you know, for an extra $30 a year over what I pay right now, you know, we can both have Apple music and I can still have fitness plus and, you know, probably bump up to more iCloud storage or something, you know, and that would be great. So uh, I'm trying to figure out how that's actually going to break down. And, and uh, like Patrice, I'm not a gamer. I did try Apple arcade and didn't find anything that, that really grabbed me. Um, You know, some of the, like I'm a sucker for a matching game, but there are lots of those that are not part of Apple arcade that I can play. So um if I went to the bundle, I would get a chance to play the new version of Frenzic, which would make me very happy. But that's like the only thing there that I that I know would be a thing that I would be really excited to play. So yeah. uh, Monument Valley was the one that I tried. Oh, but yeah, Monument Valley is really I love good. Monument Valley. Mm-hmm. You love Monument Valley. Um, yeah, oh. but I have a Nintendo Switch. So if, if I have time to sit down and play a game, that's generally how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Although for 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 Jeff's cake, they did they did just announced. Uh, I got I think I got the email about it. The SpongeBob Square Pants uh, solitaire pants is is now out. Oh well, I'll go and <laughs> oh, install no. that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, no. Yep. So ha- actually, have some pants around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what do, the, what the thing for me is um, uh, when someone says, "Is it worth it to pay for Apple One?" Well. There's not uh, a blanket answer for that. Run the numbers and uh, and see how the numbers pan out for you. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I ran the numbers and it costs exactly the same to get what I want with, uh, with Apple One, except that with Apple One, it includes Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. So why not do the bundle? pay the exact same price, have an extra service. And, and I do have stuff installed on my Apple TV from Apple arcade and, uh, and occasionally on my iPhone or iPad as well. Okay. So um, instead of just being a, a wash for me, 
I, I have the bonus of of some extra video games when I want them. Run the numbers, then decide if it's good for you. Yeah. If it's within a dollar or two, I would still get it. Um, simply because the the peace of mind that okay, you just have everything is worth that whatever dollar or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a uh, if you look at if you look across the pricing, if you if you uh, measure it out um, with all the services. I mean, obviously the Premier have is, has the most uh, choices as far as um, what's out there, including iCloud Plus, which we hadn't talked about. This, which has got two, mm. uh, you know, each plan goes from fifty gig, two hundred gig, then two two terabytes, and the family plan works mm. really well for my family because everybody's now sharing their iCloud and saving a lot of money. Uh, and uh, News Plus is is very good here. We got a lot of a lot of great content on news plus um mm-hmm. so it, it really 26 dollars if you if you average it in, in the u.s for uh for uh the, the pricing differences if you were to get each one of those individually um and then it goes mm-hmm. down. and you get it for five people and five people so if you have right. a family like or like a husband like kelly like you get it for everybody in your, in yeah. your apple family basically yeah. yeah and then i have it for my wife and and her family and we're all we're all sharing it so mm. we we uh get yeah. we, we benefit from it so mm. um so yeah. like you said you, you just do the math <laughs> it's very simple yeah. you have an individual plan you get music tv plus arcade uh, and iCloud plus for with 50 gigabytes just, just for yourself yeah. you're saving seven bucks a month for just those those four services alone um that adds up does add up mm-hmm. so and and zoom out because it's always a good time. It's always good to review those subscri- subscriptions in general, anyway. Right. So, uh, you know, there there are things that you can do, uh, you know, maybe to adjust some of that anyway. Like, wait, am I still paying for Apple Arcade? I've, you know, I haven't played a game mm-hmm. on Apple Arcade in six months. I should cancel that or whatever, you know, and yeah. sit down and look at at uh, you know what what commitments you have now, and maybe maybe it's time to adjust them. Maybe it's time to adjust them up to Apple One. Maybe it's time to adjust them down to just the iCloud storage, if that's the only thing you use or something and, and figure it out because um, now is also a good time to put gift cards on your wish list or, you you know, get, (laughs) get deals on things from Costco. I think we talked about, Um, uh, you know, with the price increase coming to TV plus, you can still get, I think it's a $45 a year subscription gift card at Costco for, they have adjusted it. We talked about that before. Yeah. They did adjust it. Yeah. Um, so there's some there's some options out there, and you know now's a good time to put something like that on your list, and and maybe not have to pay for it next year. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Jeff, you said you are you are using doing the bundle. Yes, I'm doing the individual bundle, okay. and I'm paying for additional iCloud storage, which is a thing you can do yeah, with the bundles. That's a great thing too. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so it's like like I want to say like eighteen, nineteen dollars a month. Which, uh, yeah, and, and I get Apple Arcade essentially for free mm-hmm. because uh, it's it's the same price yeah. individually or as the bundle. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so go ahead, check links in the show notes. We've got a link to the Apple One uh, uh, site with Apple. And then we also had IR, I found an article here on Wired Magazine about uh, should you subscribe. It's, it's a little old, but uh, the information is still current uh, since the pricing did change. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, just uh, – shop and then you'll you'll be happy you did because you'll be saving lots of money in the long run um mm-hmm. next topic here is the airpods airpods have have improved their latency as of late we the 
uh, came across an article here uh, from uh, 9to5Mac that uh, Apple, uh, the AirPods 2, Pro 2 tests had revealed significant improvement in Bluetooth latency. That's been a bit of a topic for a while here. And um, they basically said there was new testing was performed by, uh, by Stephen Coyle, a uh, musician and software developer. He relieved, re- reveals another hidden benefit of the Apple uh, AirPods Pro 2 and the H2 chip is including that significance in the latency. So uh, one of the downsides of Bluetooth, as we talked about, is uh, has been that and uh, the time between the sound occurs and when the device plays it. And uh, uh, latency has been a bit of a challenge. And there's an actual grid in here showing all the old all the AirPods uh, from the AirPods one up to the current model here. Um, and looks like yeah, we got we see some you know vast improvements uh, with that. Um, but, uh, but also the other topic would, would, is, uh, that we want to talk about is, uh, the loss of last loss of support. So you kind of have both of those things going on here. And then Jeff, as you being, uh, the audio expert on our panel here, I'd like to hear your, your views on the Bluetooth part of it with the latency. And then, then of course we can wrap it up with the lossless part, um, with this. Um, a lot of it comes down to your codec. Yep. And uh, and how efficient that is, because you, you do have a, uh, a, I know it's wireless, but you have a physical yeah. limitation in how much data you can pump through that uh, that signal. And what's a codec? So- uh, a codec is the uh, the piece of software that handle it has the algorithm so that you can have your uh, your audio. Converted between digital and analog when it there you go. That's that's the super for people version. playing along at home who may not yes. know what you mean. I'm trying to yeah, that was a good question. Oh, thank, you. thank you for playing <laughs> the straight man on that one. Um yeah, it's a nice so, um so the improvements that you that you're going to get with audio quality and latency on Bluetooth today all involve how your your codec works really and uh, and so the places where apple and other companies can improve the performance of their wireless headphones or wireless speakers is going to be in in how that codec is handled Uh, there's so many factors um when it comes to like getting audio from from your phone to your to your wireless headphones and the like only one part is the actual like bandwidth that bluetooth has mm-hmm. there's like how is the how is the codec implemented maybe we can make it more efficient what is the the computing power on the device because i mean it's basically it has to send it over bluetooth and then on the other side in your in your in your airports or in your like other Bluetooth headphones, it has to trans like it has to transform that into something it can actually play, and mm-hmm. that takes computing, that takes processing power. There's a little chip in there. There's a Bluetooth chip in there. There's other chips mm-hmm. in there. Like, and there's a very limited space, very limited processing power, very limited battery that's available, and that also factors in. And if they can, I don't know, increase the processing power or make the algorithm that does that conversion, like the codec is the same, but how they how they implement that codec is more efficient. They can still do more things with that, so it's it's not always about the bandwidth that that Bluetooth has. 
And it's not always about the speaker either. Like that's the thing that you hear a lot about when people talk about headphones, wired or, or wireless or, you know, speakers or anything else is uh, the driver or the, the cone material or any of these sorts of things. And all of that is great. And yes, you can get better sound by having higher quality this or higher quality that. But, you know, there's still like if you're using a cable, even if it's the the oldest junkiest cable like fundamentally the throughput there is going to be better than some of the wireless options available to you and you know and airplay is a completely different beast as far mm-hmm. as like transmitting audio back and forth and bluetooth is another thing and is it bluetooth 5.1 is it low energy is it this is it that there's so many things that go into that like it's a whole it's a whole other conversation to 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 have so seeing that this is improving is great and I'm glad for it. I still can't edit audio on my iPad if I'm not using wired headphones, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm glad to see that um, that it is improving and that that some of because some of these things that that Apple improves that people talk about that don't sound like they make any sense are actually quality of life improvements. They are things that are fundamentally going to make that experience better in some way, and that's the part that I'm always interested to see mm-hmm. is because. It needs to be, you know, it needs to be worth upgrading. If uh, you know, if you have a pair of AirPods Pro, and the pros don't, cr- you know, and and you happen to have a pair of OG Pros that don't crackle, uh, you know, is there a compelling reason to get version two? If you have original AirPods, uh, you know, is there a reason to upgrade in some way? And so, you know, it's it's nice to see that there are some of these things that can make that a lot easier and um, a, a lot better experience if you're using something wireless. Absolutely. And, and briefly, Jeff, the lossless issue too, you, you know, there was that, that kind of, I thought that kind of went together with this is um, the lack of lossless support on the AirPods Pro. Can you kind of touch a little bit on that? The, the lack of lossless support, um, that is really, at least today, a physical limitation. And you, you can't get enough data through the Bluetooth signal to uh to uh reliably or even uh enjoyably on any level <laughs> do uh play lossless audio so you you need to have that compression that goes along with the codec that you're using to uh to get the audio over which means that now it's lossless audio um but uh as uh, uh Patrice and Kelly have been hitting on there's a lot you can do with codecs because th- okay, think of it like a graphic, like a JPEG, uh, because it's kind of the same thing. We're talking about JPEG for sound, essentially, <laughs> and uh, and the more you compress your JPEG, the the lower the overall quality of the image is, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with audio, and uh, that's why people typically don't want to listen to MP3s anymore because there's way too much compression. Yeah. And you're clipping the the highs and the lows off, no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, Well, on the anyhow. one hand, yes. But on the other hand, if all you're ever listening to is the speaker on your iPhone, then... Then you're probably not going to notice. Yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're you're hung up on the wrong... You're, you need to solve for a larger problem than right. all I have is MP3s. Yeah. 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 And again, like the, the lack of lossless... Yes, I mean Apple could Apple could probably in, invent a new thing and get it there, but I mean it would not be very efficient. 
I feel like so. calling like it the batteries would all of this sudden be whatever golf balls I speak of on your AirPods yeah. because because it needs more power to do that. Yeah. Um, so what Apple is saying is we're trying to we're kind of trying to keep the, the the low power and the bandwidth and the codec and improve it to a point where it doesn't matter whether it's lossless or not because you're not going to notice it anyway. Yeah, I feel and like I calling think it a great goal. Lack yeah. of lossless feels disingenuous. It's like it's there and Apple decided not to, and that's not what it is. Mm. You know, that's like saying, you know, that I have a lack of desire to play in the NBA. Like, no, there are a whole bunch of reasons why that's never going to happen. And, you know, and, and, and none of them are, it could happen, but I've decided that's not the case. That's no, sweetie. No, but now, now why, why the AirPods Max, sorry, but now why the AirPods Max have no lossless over the cable? That is a different question. That's a very different thing to solve. That's a very valid question. And, and uh, it's one of the things that, even though I keep looking at AirPods Max thinking, I'd like to have a pair. Well, at the same time, why? Because I can't plug in a wire and I have lossless audio. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's not to say that they're not, that that the AirPods Max aren't audio, aren't awesome, that the pros aren't awesome, that the OG AirPods, if you know, if you if you're not one for a seal on your ear, but you want them to sit in your ear, mm-hmm. like they're all really solid headphones. The Practical experience with them is great. If you have more than one device, that experience is even better in a lot of ways because it just switches from one to the other and it's seamless and it's awesome. Most of the time, I have to asterisk everything because we are talking about technology, but <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's fundamentally a great experience. And, it, you know, I mean, spatial audio is a complete trip, uh, you know, even if it's not lossless, like just sitting and watching something on my iPad with my headphones in and I turn my head and it still sounds like it's coming from my iPad, even though yeah. I'm not connected to anything is really, really weird. And it's really awesome. <laughs> and it still messes with me a little bit because it's headphones and that's not how it works, but <laughs> that's how it works. Um, so that's the thing, like asking about the air, the max is a very different question than the pros. And I think um, sometimes some of those details get lost in this stuff. Like, Oh, Apple sucks because they're not putting lossless audio on you know on their headphones well no it's not like they could and haven't you know and you know eventually it's i'm certain eventually it's going to turn into you know basically retina display for your ears to go back to using graphic (laughs) metaphors for uh Mm -hmm. graphics metaphors for audio stuff where (laughs) it's going to get to the point where your eyes you know your ears aren't going to be able to tell the difference between what apple's pumping into airpods and the lossless audio situation that you think you needed you know again if you're only ever listening on your iphone speaker and you're complaining about sound quality and mp3s you need to solve for a different issue but you know there there's a lot i think that it could continue to improve here and uh this is kind of the opposite of the microsoft thing at the beginning where uh, jeff and i were both like yay competition it will make apple better i sort of like the idea that apple is kind of kicking in the door of like audio can be wireless and also awesome And the other people are going to have to keep up. And I, I applaud those efforts. All right. One other thing we have to throw into the mix. <laughs> We've been talking about everything about the codec. And uh, the one thing that we haven't addressed is Apple has a physical limitation built into their devices. And it's the, and it's the DAC, the digital to audio mm-hmm. converter. Converter. I know that one. True. That, uh, that, actually doesn't support the highest quality audio that Apple 
uh, can offer you, which okay. is why I have a, uh, 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 a shit Modi three sitting on my desk right now. Um, that Dave, your your audio engine D one D one. Um, I have one of those sitting off over here. I have uh, uh, Nerd. Uh, an iFi <laughs> DAC sitting off over here as well. I, I, I have several DACs sitting in here. And the reason I have all of these is because when I want to listen to my high-quality audio, I can't listen to it with the hardware that Apple provides. I need to have an external DAC to take over that audio to give me the higher bit rate that, uh, that you need to get that higher-quality audio. Jeff, you have your all your decks in a row. <laughs> I oh my god, That's I good. have my audio decks in a well row. Well done, Patrice. <laughs> I do. Well done. I look forward to finding the social media platform where you can share a picture of all of them with that caption. Yeah, all your decks um, in a row. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure that uh, it would take only uh, a quick Google search to find the social media networks and uh, Reddits <laughs> and other websites <laughs> where I can drop that line in and everyone will get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A couple, two more topics before we wrap things up here. Um, I found this to be interesting. I wanted to touch upon it a little bit here in relates to internet service providers or ISPs. Um, the FCC is ordering that uh, in the United States that they display labels clearly to show speeds and itemize fees. Uh, internet service providers will have to be more transparent on what, uh, what their plans are, finally. So now we, we, we have so many broadband providers around the country in the U.S. and around the world. Um, you never know what their speeds are going to be. You don't, give, you don't, you don't, you don't get the uh, – what are you going to get? 15 uh, megabit speeds or are you going to get one – Gigabit speeds, you don't know. It's all over the map here. Uh, so the FCC is going to uh, uh, require that they prominently display these labels in their main purchasing pages uh, to disclose this. I mean, you know, like an internet provider like, uh, like Xfinity Comcast, you know, you're always going to know that you're only going to get 300 or 600 megabit down and you're only going to get 15 or 20 megabit up. So uh, that, that, that's been a... a been a, quite a debate for a long time so um i was just glad to see this and i wanted to see with the panel here what their thoughts were why uh, why the fcc chose to do this as well as protecting consumers so you can make a better choice unfortunately we don't have a lot of choices in internet providers in a lot of places in the country especially in rural areas which are yeah which are you know we're, we're bad so go ahead tell you I'll, I'll start with you yeah in your, in your area do, do you really don't have many choices uh, i'm assuming as of now, I don't. Um, it's Comcast or um, what's the other one that I can get here? Uh, tin cans and strings. Um, <laughs> yes. That's it. So, like, I'm glad they're doing it and I'm glad it's going to be more obvious. But, A, I don't have a lot of faith that this is a thing that is really going to come to pass. And even if it does, there's so much of the country that's in my boat, which is, uh, which also has terrible internet access, mm. um, that it doesn't matter if they make everybody label everything because my options are to pay Comcast more for faster service or pay Comcast less for worse service. And those are my two choices. So, and see how they both start the same. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the thing I wish was getting fixed. Like I'm, I know I'm probably the only person who's happy to go read the fine print to find out what the actual up speed looks like when they, when they advertise you the gigabit plan. But I still, I would still rather get to choose someone besides Comcast 
at my house for my internet. And right now that's not the case. And even if I could choose, I may be choosing between a minimum viable service that costs me $100 a month or $200 a month. And that's also not a very good choice to have. So I want for there to be a better... I want there to be a better option. I'm glad they're going to put better labels on the one option that I have. But because for a lot of people, that's a step in the right direction. But uh, I don't I haven't dug far enough in to find out exactly how this is going to get implemented to find out whether or not this is a proposal that's in process. That's going to make people, uh, you know, that's going to make all of the, the ISPs drag their feet and do everything that they can to drag it out as long as possible so that they don't actually have to be accountable to anybody or if it's going to actually be something good. And I would like for it to be something good, but I would like even better if I could pick. Yeah, absolutely. Patrice, I know it's how, how, how bad is it in your area? How, I'm trying to find a good internet for <laughs> um, it. I mean, the cool thing is I can, I can compare. So, because I've, I've been in Phoenix and I know exactly what you're all talking right. about. Like there was, there <laughs> was, uh, I think it was Cox. There yes. was literally mm-hmm. right? like, I mean, it's, it's Cox or it's, uh, I don't know, carrier pigeons. Yeah, like, exactly. You, it's all you get. Um, it's kind of the same here. Like there's, there's kind of no option. Like you can get the the funny thing is here you can get different like different ISPs, but the company that actually provides the cable behind it is the same, so you get the same sort. It might even sometimes you get worse customer support because it's like two companies now instead of one. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like there's no it's it's the same same problem here. Like there's no no other options. Like you you get what you get and either you're happy with it or or you're not. The only difference is it's not as expensive. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like I pay what was it like sixty? I think I paid like sixty bucks a month for four hundred down, and bad. I was paying about twice that Dang. in the US. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that that's that is the big difference. But I, I, I mean, I hope this gets this gets applied globally because this this is needed like it the, the websites are completely confusion conf, uh, confusing like the the, mm-hmm. the like as, as kelly said they advertise oh you're getting gigabits and then yeah. like you get whatever 15 15 megabits um and and it's not clear the fees are not clear i mean yeah. if you can read the fine print and if you can read all the documents and if you read everything you might eventually figure out what you're actually going to pay yeah but they do not make it clear and yeah. Um, yeah. as far as i can see this is a rule at least on the FCC website, it says FCC requires broadband. It's, it's a not a proposal. It's not like it's it's a rule. That's why I said the article so, does say FCC orders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff, you were of course yeah. in, in, the, in the same boat with the Xfinity Comcast. You're you're limited as well, right? <laughs> I I am. Um, it's it's frustrating because I don't have uh, uh, viable options. Other than uh, Comcast Xfinity, the the upside is that at least around here, the the service is good, and when there are problems, um, their ground techs are like really on top of it, mm-hmm. yeah. like a truck taking down the line, like a truck taking down the line. Yeah, how do we know that? How do we know that? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, that feeling when, when your whole place shudders as if a bomb went off and you hear this incredibly loud bang sound, 
that's what happens when a trash truck snags the the uh, suspended cable line that comes to your mm-hmm. building and actually physically snaps the line. Oh. Um, uh, but okay. So anyhow, the, the important part is uh, <laughs> doing this with the labels. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's long overdue. And I'm so glad without getting political here that we, we once again have a pro consumer FCC in the United yeah. mm-hmm. States. That's yeah. I think that's important because yeah. that's part of what is supposed to be kind of baked into their mission statement. So I'm glad yeah. to see it. It's, it's like it's the purpose of the FCC. They're here to take care mm-hmm. of the consumers. Yeah. And we didn't have that for a while. And mm-hmm. uh, now, now we're getting that back. And Patrice, I'm with you. This should be something that's done uh, everywhere. The worldwide. And and honestly, the only way I know what my service actually is and what I'm actually paying before seeing uh, a bill and running my own speed tests, I have to call Xfinity every year and negotiate a new deal with them, which is absolutely insane that, yeah. you, that we have to do that. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but when I'm done doing that dance, they have very clearly told me, this is what the service costs. These are all the added on fees. So mm-hmm. this is what your monthly total with taxes will be. Right. This is the upload speed and the download speed you will get. Mm-hmm. And But it's crazy that I have to talk to someone on the phone to get that mm-hmm. information clearly explained. Now, do you have to tell them you're going to cancel in order to get them to actually give you any sort of deal? Because that's what I always up on do. that. Hi, not, I'm calling not to cancel anymore. cable. Yeah. Um, okay. Because because I call and, uh, and tell them, hey, uh, my bill is going up. It's going up way too much. It costs too much. I need to talk to a retention specialist. Which is the same thing. <laughs> you're <figuring out> the <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm saying the same thing, yeah. but yeah. I'm using the words that they need to hear to know to immediately <clears throat> escalate me. Yeah. Usually I've, I've, I've complained. The, in the FCC, yeah, in in the FCC uh, document, there's also an example how it's going to look like. It looks like you nut- the nutrition labels, like right. exactly like. Okay, it does, which yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wish I still wish that they that that there were were they were going to be doing more, um, just because what I mm-hmm. really really want is I want internet service providers reclassified as a utility. Yeah, because it's time and they yes. claim they are a utility when it works in their favor. And the rest of the time they go, I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. We couldn't possibly be a utility. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could just get somebody to draw that line in the sand. Maybe this is a step toward that. I don't know. Um, I'd like to think somebody has a bigger plan for making that happen. And we're going to kind of boil Comcast one degree at a time until that happens. You know, fingers crossed. I'm an optimist. I live in hope yeah. that they will eventually <laughs> get boiled. Um, but that's, I, I want, I want for there to be more on that front to be even more consumer friendly. So I would really like to think that that's, what's going to happen. Yep. And I've done stuff in the past, on the past on the show, talked about my internet experiences here. Luckily I was able to get AT&T fiber that's now available in my area that I was on Comcast, been on Comcast forever and ever. Um, but, uh, fiber is, uh, is pretty, pretty amazing to have the same up and download speeds and, and be consistent. Mm-hmm. You. you know, the speeds yeah. have been great. So I've been using it, you know, nonstop here now. And it's, and the other nice thing is Comcast makes you pay extra if you want unlimited, the, um, uh, 
bandwidth because you, you start getting emails. I already got it for our our our, our lake house that uh, you've already used 75 percent of your bandwidth uh, for this for this month, and uh, I don't have to worry about that with AT and T. It's unlimited. Um, so, but no, Comcast is always is a still a viable option too. I mean, for for many, I mean, it's easy. They don't have to deal with it. A lot of people, not unlike us, like to not have their own routers and modems. They just want to go with Comcast equipment. I've done that for my parents because I think that's just a smarter way of me not having to be doing all of their tech support whenever the internet goes yeah. down. So, um, best that it, when it breaks, Comcast can go right into the into the, into the road the gateway that they have and. Be able mm-hmm. to support it. So, yeah. um, one other thing to note about, um, I mentioned that there's a link in the show notes here is FDFCC also created this pretty amazing national broadband map, and for the for the U.S., all you gotta do is put your address in there, and we'll show you uh, what the the available options are, and, and you also can send in a report to say if this isn't accurate or not. You can uh, you can help them improve it. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> interesting to look at the picture of the United States here here on this site, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's pretty white areas because most of the areas are blue, um, and uh, and um, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty white colored in the the west. It seems is the worst as far as broadband goes, uh, and it's like your area too. Kelly's a little light on on that. You have a metro oh, yeah. area, but yeah, you're going in the more rural areas like in Utah, and Nevada, and in Arizona, and those areas that's really bad. Yeah. So. I mean, it's there's yeah. a whole lot of the West that is still aggressively rural, yeah. as Jeff can also yeah, attest, yeah. and and the basic anything, you know, cell service, that kind of stuff. You know, that's part of why the emergency SOS thing was very exciting because yeah. I frequently find myself in an area with zero reception, yeah. and it's not hard to do, and it's not because I'm some sort of hardcore adventuring person. It's because I like to drive <laughs> on a freeway between Portland and the Oregon coast, and there's about 40 miles yep. of that where that. there's just nothing. So that. there you go. Jeff, you have the last word on this. Um, yeah, hooray for the FCC doing something for customers. Also, the the link to the broadband map, when you look at it and you see the, the completely empty area that kind of zigzags up through New Mexico mm-hmm. and Colorado, uh, that's the continental divide. Right. <laughs> yep. Wait, and there's no internet there. And there's no internet there. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't anticipate that changing anytime soon either. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. No. Yep. Absolutely. All right. And then lastly, I just wanted to talk. It is, it is black Friday here in the United States as we record this. And, uh, I do have some links in the show notes. I'm not going to go over everything here, but I wanted to uh, no, put some notable and pretty amazing deals, uh, that are, that are happening this week. Couple of them I, I was I liked is uh, iMazing. Everybody we always talk about iMazing as a great application. Right now they have it fifty percent off. You can buy a license for Holy it. Crap. So it's down to like twenty four bucks if you want uh, to to get on there. So I've got a link in show notes to go uh, jump on that. I've talked about this before. This 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 great artwork uh, that's out there called Grid Studio that has framed um, i yeah. break uh, teardowns of iPhones and other electronics. You can get the iPhone 4S. I think I'm tempted to put that on my on my Christmas list here. Hopefully the price will still stick, but mm. it's a uh, 99 bucks, and uh, and that's it's a really cool. It's really well made. Now Chuck Joyner's done reviews of it. He's talked to the, those folks before, so it's uh, pretty awesome. Um, mm. The second gen Apple Pencil is forty dollars off right now on Amazon. 
get it for eighty nine bucks. That's wow. that's that's the oh, best price I've ever seen for that. That's the best price I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. So uh, you got that, and then the uh, the Apple AirTags, the four pack is twenty bucks off. That's the best price I've ever seen for that one too. Seventy nine bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The four Gosh. pack. That is a good price. Yeah. And then the uh, the AirPods Pro two are down to one ninety nine right now. Those are normally two forty nine. So I know I I I'm trying to tempt Kelly a little bit there and try to. Do I really want AirPods? That might put you over the you're edge. Trying there. to tempt me into birthday money. Yeah, is what you're it, doing. Might, it might. I've got some. I need to point at something. And I got to buy it ahead of time because be. who knows if the price will be uh, by next year. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, it was, well, I just had my birthday. I have birthday money to spend. Oh, That's oh there you point. go. I was going to oh, go that. Okay. There you on. go. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go blow <laughs> it in the Nintendo store, but hmm. well, we got links to all, i got links here to all kinds of stuff and mac mac rumors done some great uh, reviews um i don't think any of you guys had anything of note that, that you're, you're, you've been interested in you know feel free to share but i think i i haven't been even looking i think i covered a few there, good things there are a so lot of, thank you for doing the shopping I, research for I see, me yeah i i haven't talked yeah there are go ahead patrice no, I, I just wanted to say I got two things, but they're not tech and they're local. So, yeah. like, I mean, there's Black Friday is global, and yeah. like even like yeah. local Austrian companies are doing it. I got like a really good deal on some, like, uh, some syrup for like drinks. Oh, there you go. Ooh, so nice. that's that. Um, yeah. It's a local company. Um, awesome. And and some what else did I get? There was I think some. Oh yeah, uh, like a pair of glasses. So there you go. Any cool. of that? Yeah. So that's it. Not, nothing techy, nothing very interesting. Not everything can be techy. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the the thing I was going to point out is that um, Nomad Goods is having a sale. I love them, and so mm-hmm. uh, they they've got some screaming deals. Um, uh, if you know somebody who's still rocking a 10s, I think the te- the leather 10s case is like five dollars from them right now. Um. And and I love Nomad. Hi, Jack. Um, so, uh, there, I do love them. I, they're not a sponsor. I have no official relationship with them. I just really like their stuff. Um, and the Nintendo store, uh, has a lot of things and, but also, uh, the reason I point that out is because the Nintendo, like, you know, switch games and that sort of thing. There's a bunch of those on deals. GameStop, I think also has some deals on like physical cartridges that you can put in your Nintendo, but the steam store has some deals and uh, the game that I'm thinking of is the Jackbox Party Pack. I just bought it. Because we just <laughs> had Thanksgiving. And it is a thing that I got half of my parents, because only half of them came. I only get half at a time. Half my parents, my mom and, and her husband were here with my in-laws. And I was able to successfully, like minimal oversight, all of them were able to sit and play Jackbox games on the Apple TV with us. And if you buy it in the Steam store, you can have it on all your things. So uh, there's a deal right now, I think, on the latest mm-hmm. party pack. And they come with various combinations of games, but they're very easy to do. You have it up on the TV, however you prefer. And then each person on their phone enters a secret code and becomes part of the game. And then you play by doing things on your phone that show up on the TV for everyone to interact with. So it's super fun. And if you're going to be places for Christmas, which sometimes is a, a holiday where people are uh, together for longer periods of time than Thanksgiving, then now is a really good time to pick up one of those and try it out and see which ones are the fun ones that you want to play with your family in a month. I put that link in the show notes for Jackbox Party <laughs> Pack 8. Uh, yeah. 
you can't you can't have yeah. more fun. We were just we were just playing it yesterday and and uh, and, uh, yeah. and on Wednesday too. It was a lot of fun. So, uh, but thanks, yeah, thanks for for bringing that up. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, go ahead and wrap things up. The show has just come to a close here so quickly, and we had a lot of great uh, things to talk about this week. And thank everybody here for being here. But uh, that is a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchedbyos.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchedbyos. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchedbyos.com slash coffee. I would, we would really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by uh, going to patreon.com slash intouchedbyos. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we are live streaming, which is usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is at youtube.com slash intouchedbyos, where you can watch and listen to past shows. Visit In Touch With iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discussed are flipped into the magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can uh, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Mimir, and many others, Overcast. Uh, go to our website, which is at intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Patrice Brennamore, thank you so much for being here. It's always a thrill to have you on the show. Where can people find you? It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Where people can find you. Oh, uh, yeah. You can obviously find me every week on the British Tech Network on both the Mac Show and the Big Show with, with Dave and with Jeff. Um, so if you're into the non-Apple stuff, the Big Show is always a fun, a fun ride. I can definitely recommend that. If, you, like, if you're like, if you looking for anything else about me, like all the social media links, my Mastodon account, uh, like the podcast, the projects, like everything I'm doing, uh, my website is on, uh, you can find on thepatrice.com, thepatrice.com. And if you want to listen to really cool people talk about food and food-related stories and memories, I have an interview show called Foodie Flashback at foodieflashback.com. Thank you so much. Kelly, come on. So glad you were able to make it to the show. Thanks for being here. Where can people find you? Um, well, for the next few days, uh, you can find me under the sink trying to repair the leak we discovered yesterday morning. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> otherwise, perfect timing. Yeah, great way to kick off Thanksgiving was to hear I was asleep. Mr. Kelly's in the kitchen and starts uh, swearing loudly and hollering for me and then swearing loudly again and I'm trying to figure out what I did wrong and it's just that there's <laughs> water everywhere. I'm like, I was asleep. There is no way I'm responsible <laughs> for whatever you're yelling about. Uh, uh, so yeah, that was uh, and we were and we hosted yesterday, so you know, that was fun. Um, so when I'm not apparently watching all the plumbing YouTubers uh, you can find me on Mastodon, where I am Verso at Mastodon.social. Uh, you can find me, uh, a if you can find anybody on Twitter, I'm there as well sometimes. Uh, I'm on my blog and uh, Glass, which is one that I'm trying to promote more because the more I talk about it, the more time I will also hang out there. Uh, it's a photo first social site. So like you, it doesn't track how many people like your photo or anything like that you just post them and there's no words around any of the pictures you just scroll through and get to see a bunch of nice stuff it's really great um 
so you can find me there and uh, you can find me sometimes here with Dave. Uh, you can also occasionally on Tuesday evenings find me doing my best uh, with <laughs> with my compatriot in the cause, Jeff Gamut, to completely distract Chuck Joyner on Mac Voices Live. And uh, the rest of the time, um, when I have a website, I'm not embarrassed to show off to people. I will give you the address. <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate you being here. And last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut. Always great to have you. Please let everybody know where to find you. As always, it's great to be here. And uh, what an awesome way to spend yeah. a Friday afternoon hanging out with all three of you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. When, and recommend. When, yeah, when, when I'm not making uh, uh, Kelly's pipes leak, uh, I am uh, actually, that didn't you? sound no, didn't. the way I intended. Anyhow. I think um, it sounded exactly the way you intended it. <laughs> huh. We're just going to roll with yeah. it. Um, okay, so you can find me uh, most Tuesdays with, uh, with basically everyone that's here on Mac Voices Live. And uh, and then Thursdays on the big show and and uh, Fridays on the Mac show and then also on the context machine because Brand Chaffin and I have teamed up again. Great. Thank you. Uh, oh, I didn't oh. say any socials, did I? I did. Jay Gamut on basically everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, the uh, Mastodon instance I'm, I'm on is Mastodon.social and like all the others, Jay Gamut. Well, thank you so much. I forgot to mention that. I'm Twitter at DaveG65 and Mastodon on Mastodon.cloud at DaveG65. And uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you joining us on the show this week. Had a lot of fun doing it. And we'll talk again soon. Mm -hmm.